Welcome to TBD, the podcast about music, identity, pop culture, and self-determination. Episode one is A House is Not a Home. Hello, this is Michael. I'm Michael. We've known each other for a long time since childhood. Would you introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, y'all. My name is Shanice. Uh, I'm like his we we gonna still call each other cousins but we cousins okay we pretty much grew up as cousins not not necessarily blood related but we treated each other like cousins so but yes (laughs) so i'm really glad to be talking about this topic of home uh, especially with someone who i share a hometown with or you know grew up in my hometown with and so um, this episode or this section is called A House Is Not A Home. Um, and we're looking and considering different notions of what home is, how home comes through in music, the way that people can relate to each other and find commonality based off of where they come from or their shared cultures and shared living experiences. So just to ask a quick question, um, how does music relate to your concept of home? And what music makes you feel out? We could talk about that a little bit and then we could play the song itself, A House Is Not A Home. And Session 33 by Summer Walker, which is a song that lyrically interpolates Luther Vandross. So, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so music relates to my concept of home. Um, I don't like when I listen to music, I like to, I like to feel like, like it feels like a warm hug to me, especially when it's something that I can genuinely relate to. And sometimes even if it isn't something that I can't necessarily relate to, but I can kind of sympathize with, um, if I can literally like see it in my brain of what's going on, like it just makes me feel at home. Um, and that's via, it can be music. I mean, it can be, uh, lyrically, um, it can be, um, you know, just from the, the production of the song. Um, it can be, um, just from vote, like vocally through how the, um, the singer is actually, the singer is singing. Um, it can be many ways. Um, but if it has like at least one of those elements, that's how I know, like, that's what, you know, catches my eye with the music. Um, and then what makes me, what music makes me feel at home. So that kind of goes back into, like I said, if it has any of those elements, um, and then I really love, and I think what hits it mostly is like R and B singers, because it kind of gives more of like a, an emotion to it. Um, and you, it's like, you can feel the emotion with them. And I love, I love that about listening to music, um, because me, I'm a very, like, I'm very chill. And so I think it relates to me more whenever the music I listen to, it's kind of chill. Um, you know, unless it's like warranted that I need to listen to something else. Like if I'm going to the gym or something, then I'm like, okay, I need something to kind of pump me up. But um, even then, like I find myself still listening to Luther Vandross or Summer Walker when I'm at the gym or something like that. But um for my, my everyday music of what I do listen to, it's something similar to these two songs. 
um, because they just, um, I don't know, they like, they resonate with me. Um, like they, they can sit, they like, they sit in my soul and I'm just, I'm happy with it. Like it makes, it gives me, it gives me goosebumps, if you will, uh, of how much I can relate to it. Yeah, so I don't know if that helps to answer. I, sometimes I feel like people write music and they like write it for me. And it's like, I'll just know what you need. Like, I also think for me, music and home, it does also make me think about my childhood and yeah. like music that I was brought up on. And the fact that I was listening to Kirk Franklin the other day and I was like listening to the New Nation Project and it was something that came out in 1998. And I realized like, I know half of these songs and this came out before I was even born because that's just the way that I think the music, at least for me that I grew up with and the music that, you know, really makes me feel comfortable after a day that's been really hard. Music that makes me feel like, you know, I'm really in my own space, I'm in my own world. And I think that's a very individual thing. It is like very unique to us. Um, and I think like, for me, it's also about, you know, just like thinking about myself in different ways, like hearing other people's like, perspectives on life and the way that they've gone through situations and the way that they find like happiness and community and fulfill like certain emotional needs that, you know, I guess that's what home is usually for, is fulfilling your need. Yeah, you can relate and everything. Yeah, definitely. And you, you touched on a really good point about like music that you grew, you grew up with listening to even before you, you know, you were even thought of pretty much. And that's the same with me as well. Like, you know, obviously I wasn't even thought of when Luther Vandross, you know, came out with this song, but at the same time, it's, it's very interesting how this is probably not a word, but like how intergenerational songs no, can yeah. And so, and it's like, and you, I get it all the time from like my, my family. They're like, oh, what do you know about Luther Vandrossen? Or what do you know about, you know, um, Sade? Or what do you know about, um, like, I don't know, Aretha Franklin or something yeah, like that. Exactly. So it's like Anita Baker. And I'm like, you got to understand, they're still talking about some of, some concepts that apply to me. And then on top of that, it's like, like you said, it feels at home because like I grew up listening to this. You were playing it in the car all the time. And you know, I just I enjoyed it. Um, you know, and many of these artists have like have powerful voices. Like they have um like you know, they put their heart and soul into making the into making producing these songs, writing these songs. And it's like the point of them actually coming out with this music is so people like us can actually, you know, resonate with it and feel at home when we're listening to them. Um, and so, um, so you make such, you make a really good point with that. Um, and I completely agree. Um, it just, it's more of a comfortability too. It's like, I know me, like if I'm listening to like my mom, she loves um, this, um, this gospel group called Dawkins and Dawkins. And I grew up on listening to their music. 
and they wrote many they wrote like a song for summer walker and stuff like like you know i just i never knew these things summer walker is one of my favorite artists um and it's so crazy to me because like when i listen hmm? i'm going to see her next month oh my gosh yes yes i know she's supposed to be coming here yes again oh my gosh i really want to go but the way funds are situated (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh but yeah she's supposed to be here in houston i think next week next weekend if i'm not mistaken um but yeah it honestly like it's it's crazy to me because i i mean like when i listen to music that my family members listened to and they played around me growing up I feel connected with them you know like I'm like you know if I'm on my way to you know uh rotation or class or something like that and I'm listening to me I know that my mom's with me when I play this you know these albums or something like that even though she's not like physically with me I feel like she's with me through music um and so um just like if I'm far away from her or just like my dad or my um my grandparents you know things like that um and so I think, um, I think, yeah, like you make a really good point with that. And I agree. Yeah. No, I think like the proximity to family, like especially family, like I grew around and I was exposed to music primarily through my family, family okay. functions and events, barbecues, it would be just random stuff. And it is like that music that really does influence my taste even if I take it a step further and like develop my own taste and my own like sense of music or sense of preference in terms of more contemporary music then I think like you know that's just what happens and I think that's sort of what is gonna be as alluded to or demonstrated I think through like listening to A House Is Not A Home and then Session 33 so we could do that if you're ready to do that. I know you already have familiarity with both of these songs, which is incredible. Definitely. I'm going to see, can I share the audio? Let me put up the screen. i 
That was everybody for the people at home. <laughs> the people a, at home. A house is not a home by Luther Vandross. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about this song? What was the first, like what? How do you feel about this song? I love this song. Like it's funny too because this song kind of like resurfaced for me like a couple of months ago. And I kind of, I kind of forgot about it. Like I remember listening to it when I was growing up and I was like, oh, I love, you know, and I've always like, I've always loved Luther Vandross's music. I've always loved his voice. Um, and I've always remembered it, um, even just growing up. And so a few months ago, I think I was like on TikTok or something and they played like the little remix to the song. And I was like, but then I was like, oh, I remember this song. I was like, oh, I love this song. And when I played it, I that song was on repeat for an entire month. It was on repeat for a good minute. Um, and every time I listen to it, I feel like I'm like, I feel like I'm listening to it again for the first time, if that makes any sense. Like every time I listen to it, I, I come to it with raw ears. Um, because I feel like every time, like, I get the same message from him of, you know, like, it takes, you know, it takes both of us just to make a house into a home. If you're not there, if I'm not there, it's just another house. You know, none of these things matter to me unless you're with me. Um, they don't have any significance to me unless you're with me. Um, that's how much, you know, I love you. And I get that. Um I just, and I think what make it makes me feel it very, it makes me feel very nostalgic. It make it gives me hope to as being like a romantic person, but it also it also makes me feel sad too because I know many guys like right in our generation don't have this like emotion when it comes to you know being with another person. Um, they don't feel that way. Or if they do, like, it's, it's like a, you know, a diamond in the rough, if you will, or something. Um, and so, and I love it. And, um, I will always love it. I will always love that song. I always love how the way he performed it, he performed it so well. Um, but yeah, I mean, going back to just the, the concept of home too, of like the previous question, um, like I said, like I come to it with raw ears every time I listen to it, um, because I feel like when I have when I do come to the song with raw ears, like I feel like I get the most out of it, if that makes any sense. Um, and I feel like when you I don't know if this is just me. And I said this, I said this to one of my friends, but I feel like whenever you listen to music, you have to come to music with raw ears because it's such a it's such a it's such a, how do I word it? Like, 
it, encom- it encompasses such like artistic value. And I don't know how to explain it, but yes. it's kind of, I don't know how to explain it. I don't, I don't know how to the the like the, the the quickness and then the slowness and i feel like the- i agree i agree and i feel like when people listen to music nowadays they come you know they don't come at with, with the right mentality because when i come to music i'm i'm listening to it for how the artist wanted to portray this song i'm listening like you got me hooked when i'm listening to this music i want i want to feel what you felt you know and uh like i want to feel that that's how I, you know, and I love, I love music for that reason. I love it when people put their thoughts, their emotions, um, their hardships, their, their tribulations, their accomplishments, different things into their music, because I mean, sometimes that's the only way that they can express themselves. And, um, and I love that. And I love, and I love that just about listening to music. Um, I love that I'm able to listen to it that way. Um, I feel like, like I said, I feel like many people don't come at it that way. And I just so wish people appreciated artists. It's like, I mean like true talented artists, like not, you know, they, nowadays they make anybody an artist. Um, anybody can sing and record. Anyone can sing, but it's like, it's how you go about your career. Like, what do you, what story are you trying to tell? People nowadays don't have a story to tell anymore. They just, oh, I it's, want, you know, yeah. Like, no, really making meaningful music. Mm-hmm. I think also like making music that is like, it stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. And like, if you want to talk about our discography, Lucy Vandross has one of the most, especially I was saying earlier amongst male singers, you're not going to find a male singer really who sings like this outside of like a talent show, The Voice or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. A lot yeah. of the main female singers, I guess maybe with the exception of a few R&B singers, male R&B singers, yeah. like they don't belt and sing and sing when they sing. And Luther Vandross does that, not only with this song, but so much of his music, so much. He was a singer, he was really a singer. And it's always the same. Like anytime you listen to his music, you know what you're gonna get from him. And I love that. I love that with artists. I love it when it's they're, they're consistent with it. And I'm not saying like just the genre, I'm not saying, I'm just saying like you get the same raw Quality. talent every time, Quality. every time. Artistry, like, wow. like yes, you get it. I mean, and that's I don't know. No, go. I, don't I'm know sorry. He, I don't know whether he wrote all of his music, but it sounds like at the very least he was involved with writing the music. Always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. And you could tell he was probably he was he was involved in some form of fashion. I mean, obviously he sung it, but at the same time, like um he had to be like somewhere in the writing something because he you could like he knew the ins and out of how he wanted to sing this song. Like he oh, knew it. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like there's no way. I think I looked. It said he he was a producer. I don't know what his what his real name is. But like there's no way you sing that song like that and you didn't have a vision for it to yes. sound like that. 
it's the vision part. It's the vision part. And I, I love, I love that with artists too, where they'll, even if it's just them being presented with the song and they're like, Hey, some, you know, some ghostwriter or just general songwriter was like, Hey, um, this is a song for you. I want you to, you know, put it on your next album, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, do it however you want to do it, change it however you want. And I love it when they make it their own. And I feel like artists get so much flack nowadays for not writing their own music. And you got to understand some people just can't write a song and it's understood, but they can sing the song. And so you could tell he was probably involved. Let me see. Let me. I don't think he wrote it, but he did, he did produce. It has, yeah. it, they gave him credit for producing the song. He didn't, yeah, he didn't write it. He didn't write it. Two other people wrote it. He might've been involved in the production. He had to be involved in the product production because but his other songs way- are written by him. Yeah. He had to be involved in the production because the way his the way his vocals, I guess, paralleled with the production of the song, it just it so beautiful. So beautiful. So yeah, I agree with you. Huh. I feel like, you know, this song is also, I mean, for him, like symbolically, he also has a cultural reputation of potentially have being gay. And it's Mm -hmm. interesting how, like, you know, he says girl, like once in the song, but like, it's a very, just general song. It's a very general yeah, song. And like and I think that speaks to the universality of like a lot of the music. That's why it feels so if you and me, like we're like we're similar in a lot of ways, but we're also different. And if so many people who are different feel that song in the same way, there's something that is like regardless of what your actual sexuality is, what your actual gender is, as a human being, you can feel this song. And like you're saying about that notion of home, like a house and a home are two separate things. Like home is really, it's, it's a higher idea of truly feeling comfortable, safe, love, depending on what the context is. And I think like that's a point of the music like you said it could get you through those feelings and it could put you in a space where you can heal it could put you in a space where you could cry it could put you in a space where you feel compelled to just sing along and I think that's really beautiful in and of itself like that's something that you just can get inherently as a reaction from the art that's then that's beautiful. Like it's yeah, it's unimaginable. Yes. Um, and I always feel like it's always about the reaction to um of how you feel whenever you're listening to, you know, that song, whatever the song may be. Um, but you're right. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, it's a really good song when you're when you feel comfortable with sharing it with someone closest to you or someone, you know, like you know, like a stranger on the street, but then y'all make some sort of connection or something. Like it's always, it's always one of those good moments where 
um, it's always comfortable to share a song with someone else because it makes you feel a certain way and you want them to feel that way. Um, and then also going back to um, you talking about like a house is, you know, a house and home are two different things. You're right. Being a um, being in a home, it's where you're most vulnerable. You know, you're you're you. You're in your most your your truest form. You know, everyone around you has seen you at your best and at your worst nine times out of ten. That house has seen you at your best and at your worst, or whatever the case may be. And so, um, and so, um, yeah. And so, like, I agree. Like, a house is just you know, a, a shelter. But, you know, a home is like, you know, that's you. That's where your roots are. That's where you've, you know, literally rooted yourself into that place. And it's your space, like you said. So I agree. Yeah, I mean, I think this first song definitely talks about home in a certain way. And Summer Walker does too. And... Her um, song that we're gonna listen to next yeah. is called Session 33, which is like a continuation. It's something that she does a lot of, or at least playing off her previous song, Session 32. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You no, know, it was a release, not basic beat, but maybe like the. Uh, guitar and her singing. So let's see how this compares. Oh, yep. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you had time for be a danger else that be on your mind? Now that you got your cars and tours to drive I should've known I couldn't get your time Long as you got your eyes And got your trippy on them private dress Taking trips, come back at six Wake me and your child And it won't lay today Make me wonder who you might have been playing with Makes me wonder who you think you're playing with I'm gonna myself to keep Over and over again Swear that you changed But I noticed the end On the on scene Think you know your girl's so funny to me That's why you didn't got left by one or two times Got tired of your shit You almost lost your mind Long stay call your name You'll continue to try to play these games Leave your family in the cold and rain And I don't think you'll ever change your ways Cause a house, it's not a home when no one's there So alone, no one's there Should I move on since no one's here? And you know what you got is good, that's why you refuse to let me walk out your life But you refuse to match up with my vibe You keep wasting my time You keep wasting my time Hey, so 
that was session 33. And towards the end, Summer used the same, you know, concept. I think even the exact same lyric, a house is not a home if no one's there. So alone. You know, it's funny. And I was thinking about it too. Um, it's so interesting getting two different perspectives. Like it's from, you know, like a male's perspective and then a female's perspective too. And it's so weird because um, like from her perspective, you know, she's coming from a little bit of a different place, but it's still technically the same. Like the, the symbolism is still the same either way, but from her song, even with Luther Vandross's song. Um, because obviously you can tell that there's some sort of tension going on between whoever, you know, I guess whatever the story is of the song. But and but they both have good points. You know, this house is not a home with, you know, if it's not, if we're not, I guess if we're not on the same page, if we're not on, you know, different, different things. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's so interesting to me just hearing like her perspective of it um you just knowing her background of what she's gone through um from even the last session until this one too it's so crazy even the album in itself too it's like you could see such a good like you see such a a very real life transition and even with and, and I think um even with this um with the a house is not a home song you see the same transition kind of too. And that's so interesting to me. I love it when artists do that too. I love it when um, they kind of take you through that little roller coaster as well. So, and it's weird, like just the topics that they, you know, not weird, but it's interesting the topics that they talk about. Um, I mean, no, 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 yeah. No, I'm good, I'm, t I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I I'm <laughs> I was really agreeing, like, first, to see it from her perspective as a, as a woman, as a Black woman, as a mother, as someone who's, you know, potentially looking to do the parenting thing alone because yes. of, you know, <laughs> the unfortunate situation she has with her child's father. But I think, you know, it's real life. It's too very, like, they're both talking about love. They're both talking about romance. But it's very different. It is different. The stakes are different for each person. Um, I think even, like, the culture or even, like, the projects that are associated with each song. Summer Walker had was saying, like, all these things about being with this man forever. And then she's going to the mama's should have whooped your ass. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a human experience type of project. And even comparing over it and still over it. Over it has a lot more just like broader topics. Like it's you know not always super specific. It's a little abstract, but you know, Summer Walker calls out some people by name in this next album. And she got some 
huge, it was a narrative album too, got some huge people to come on and talk shit with her. And yeah. I felt like she got Sierra with, you know, Sierra was beautiful with Future, Cardi B, JT. Yeah. All of that, if she did it on social media too. That's the whole interconnectedness of it. It's such a different generation, such a different time with Twitter and Instagram and the shade room. And she talks, she literally talks about that stuff in her music. So it's so interesting to see how that's also manifesting itself. And she's like a force to be reckoned with, to be honest with you. And to be able to build an army like that of other strong Black women who have gone through some crap in their lifetime just to, you know, collab on one album and tell, you know, whatever portion of their story they would like to tell um, through various mediums too. Like Sierra did hers through a prayer. You know, that's like, but she was so specific in that prayer that it's like you, I mean, obviously you knew what she was talking about, but it, it's like crazy because it's like so many people can relate to it, not just uh, women, but men too. Like, you know, whoever, they, anybody, a human being can relate to that and be like, you know what? I understand that I need to be, I need to love myself and, and, um, and um, realize my worth, recognize my worth um, as a human being, as somebody who deserves to be loved, um, who needs a forever partner, if you will. Um, and then, you know, just with, um, with Cardi in the beginning, you know, she was just like, I don't know what's going on. It's not my business, but at the end of the day, don't let them get to you. Okay. It's like, you know, and it's so much encouragement in one album. Um, like she got, she had Ari on there and I love that, you know, I don't necessarily know too much about, you know, Ari's, um, past with any relationships or anything like that. I'm not too familiar with it. Um, but you could tell something, you know, something happened in her life where she was like, I got something to say too. And here you go. And so, um, and it's, and you're right. Like it's, it's two different, um, two different stories being to told uh, between Luther Vandross and Summer Walker, but the significance is still the same. Like, the symbolism there is still the same. The concept is pretty much still the same. The um, yeah, and that's really big. Um, but I mean, I'm cool. I'm here for it. Like, I'm very much so here for it. I love it when artists do that. Um, so I, I'm going to keep saying it because I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I want to see, like, what she does next. I I'm think, really like, it's going to be very hard I'll put it this way, like she really is a mainstream artist. She came through, her first album went number two and it was one of the widest stream albums globally in 2019. Mm -hmm. I think it was the most streamed album by a female artist in 2019 in the world. Mm -hmm. And this other album, huge, like number one on the billboard, definitely got a bunch of hits performances everywhere and you know she is really being a, a huge artist and creatively artistically it'll be interesting to see how she continues to like tell her story I think that's a really uh beautiful thing like 
her biography, I think, really did get to shine through in the second album that she made in a way that was super vulnerable. And I mean, there have been controversies about her not performing her new album. But I think there's also this real truth of it being super personal. And yeah. like, that's that really is a gift to be able to like hear people talk about their personal experiences. And I think that like sort of brings me to like this idea of like what albums or storylines in music, but, but truly like albums, uh, with storylines, concept albums, whatever, what have you, have been the most important for you in your life uh, in terms of making you feel at home, feeling comfortable, you know? Uh, let me see. Okay. So I have so many albums that I, I, I feel very comfortable listening to just because isn't so many so many reasons i think one of the albums that i really really love um was um the album by tiana taylor that's like one of my favorite albums by her and i loved it because um it's kind of similar to summer walker minus you know um <clears throat> minus i guess the 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 things that she did go through um but the album was really good because you know she had like her family on it like she had so many artists that she um she, that she was inspired by like she had Lauren Hill on the album she had Erica Badu on the album you know somebody uh, one of her label uh mates Big Sean like she had him on the album it's like you could tell that um that like when she created this album she took her time with it but it made me feel at home because like it was interesting to see so many parts of her that she was able to put into one album I really like that like you could see um you could, you saw her creative side, you saw her kind of really be just raw with her vocals and her talent. Like you can tell, obviously when she created that album, you, you could not deny that that woman had some good talent going on. Like you, with that album. And so I think like, even when I first heard it, I was like, yes, I'm, I'm in love. <laughs> I was like, I love this. Um, but uh, what else? The, the Over album, I will forever love. When I heard that, like, I don't know how to express this. What are your favorite? I, what are your favorite songs on the album? Wait, what are my oh. favorite? Okay, okay, <laughs> um, okay. So, so body is like one of my favorite songs. Um, Me too. Tonight is one of my favorite songs. Um, nobody else is like my ultimate favorite song. And I and it it's funny because when I when I was listening to that album, like I was in a relationship, um, and that song hit me so well because I felt like that's how I felt when I listened listened to the song while I was in my relationship. And even though like my um, you know, the relationship ended, I still feel like I can resonate with it because I know that's how when I love someone, that's how I feel when I do love someone. That's that's exactly how I feel. You know, when I, and that's, it, it's like when I'm with someone, you know, I have tunnel, I have tunnel vision. So it's like, it's only you for me and that's how I feel. Um, and I felt like she, she, 
she depicted my feelings so well with that song. And it, and, I, and like I said, I'm a very chill person. So it worked out very well. It was more of like, you know, it's more of a, a ballad song. Um, I did find out that Stevie J wrote the song, which kind of make it so very Tonight? ironic. Yeah, <laughs> no, nobody else. Nobody else. He wrote nobody else. And I okay, was like, and nobody else is such a, it's such a like deeply romantic song. Like it's such a, um, I don't even know how to explain it. You know what she does though with that song? She continues it. And still over it. I forget which song it was, but she's like, I don't want nobody else but you. Oh, I don't even know. I forget, and I, I like, still over it like it's nobody's business too. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what song it is. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. But like I absolutely but I find that so ironic that Stevie J wrote that song. Um, because you know how Stevie J is. So I was like, oh my gosh. Tonight's a really good song. But I like the acapella version of uh tonight more than I like the um the one with the actual um production in it. Um I think I like the acapella. Hmm? One thing that I really like that she does or at least she did it for over it. She made like a deluxe album that included live performances, stripped back versions and everything. And it was like really beautiful to be able to just hear her voice. Yes, oh my gosh. Like, and it was kind of like one of those, it was like her, it was her turning point album, if you will. And I, and I was so very, I was so happy for her when she came out with the album. You could tell she was genuinely in love with the album um, when she created the album, obviously because of, you know, who produced it. But um, it's just, I felt like I, like when she created out the album, it just, it did make me feel at home. Um, and that's why I listen, I pretty much listen to the album every day or at least one or two, three songs, one, two or three songs from the album every day. Um, oh, what else is- I, I found mm -hmm. it. It was okay. on Switching the Gal. What song? But uh, Switching the Gal, because she says her- you know, funny, so that's one of my favorite songs on Still Over It too. <laughs> and work out. Cause I don't want nobody, nobody, nobody else but you. Did that for real? It's crazy. Like, that's so artistry. That's mm -hmm. sort of what Luther Vandross was doing. He he was putting in those syllables, even though it's the same like structure. He it was creative. A, a, a chair. And then it was something else. I forgot the other one. A hat. It's not a hat. Yeah, but. yeah. The hat is a a room. But a, yeah. A room. A room. A room. Yeah. Exactly. Even yeah. when no one is there. <laughs> interesting because it's like he's taking like these inanimate, you know, areas, these inanimate objects, and making them and personifying them, if you will whenever you add things like, you know, relationships and stuff to the picture, because it makes it live, like it gives it life. You know, yeah. like our house is just, it's just nothing but a building. But when we're in there, it feels so alive when I'm with you, or it feels so alive when, 
um, you know, it could be simple as just me in a chair sitting next to you, but I feel, you know, this chair feels so alive because I'm sitting next to you. Things like that. And that uh, way, yeah, it's super intellectual. It's like, he's making an argument. You gotta really think about what he's saying for you to really make sense of what he's saying. It's like not really simple. And I think Summer Walker does that really well. If of all her, like of all the songs, I wouldn't necessarily say this is my favorite, but one of the ones that I really relate with is Fun Girl. And mm -hmm. like it's super thought provoking. It's okay. about, you know, being in some ways like marriage material or the definitions of what's acceptable for men and women like that double standard and i think that's such a like powerful message and it's universal because it's about the way that people see you or your your like your sexuality or just you as a sexual being sometimes uh and that also being what turns them off or it's just a disassociation between that and romance yeah and that's such that a is. difficult thing to think through mm -hmm. yes i think you kind of made a point in the beginning too about how like you kind of have to kind of like these artists will lay it out on the table and they'll or sometimes they won't and sometimes they'll take you through these little journeys where you kind of have to understand what they're talking about um and i feel like with summer walker she gives you like she takes you on this whirlwind sometimes and you, you like, you get all, you get in all of these little, little, little nitbits of this and this and this, and you kind of have to put it all together to figure out what she's talking about. Um, but it's still, it's very, it's very direct. Like it's very blatant. She's very honest about who she is. She's very honest about what she wants. She's like, even in the still over it album, she was like, this is what I asked from you and you didn't give it to me. So I'm gonna have to move on. It's sad for me to have to move on. But that's what I'm gonna have to do because I can't put myself through this anymore. And I'm, yeah. you know, you take me away from who I'm supposed to be with. And then on top of that, what, what, um, what, what role am I setting for, you know, our daughter and things like that? You know, like I have to actually start practicing what I'm preaching at this point. Um, and you could, and it's when I was listening to, I felt so sad for her. But at the same time, but at the same time, I felt so proud of her. Like I was like, I was like, I get it. I get it. Like I understand going through heartbreak like that when you really just want somebody to love you the right way, but they don't seem well, to understand. You wanted to work. You wanted to work so I get it. And you when you say that, so in the nobody else, um, nobody else song on the over it album, she says this one part in the song that I forever will love. And she's just like, uh, what did she say? She said, um, um, oh, hold on. How do I not know it? But I always like, I love that part of the song. You hear it. When I hear it, I'm like, yes. And and I think it's also the way she, the way she sung, like the way she sung the part, that part as well, is because you could tell she really wanted you to understand, like, like it was so different from everything else in the song. That one line was so different. And I was like, oh my God, like when I heard it, I was like, yes. I was just like, yes, I get it. I completely get it. 
Oh, she was, yeah, she said, uh, I want this to work out so bad. And she was like, and the way she sung it, like the way she sung it, you can hear it in her voice. Like you can hear it. The way she sung it to you was like, oh my gosh, like I can tell, I know exactly how you feel. You want it to work out so bad to the point where you start compromising yourself. You start compromising love. You start compromising your morals. You start compromising your behaviors. You start compromising so many things that to the point where you just want it to work out so bad. And I felt so bad for her because she literally, and she got so, like she got so much flat from literally compromising herself for so long, you know, with her, her baby's father. And I was like, oh my gosh. But then there was such a big transition from that album to uh, Still Over, where she was like, you know what? I don't have time for this anymore. Like at this point, if I got to replace you, that's what I got to do. You're toxic to me. You're toxic to the people around me. And you're making, you're putting your toxic your toxic traits onto me and that's not okay because I don't need to be bringing this into the next relationship that I'm with so and I and I'm so happy for her um where she is now uh but it's so crazy because the entire journey that she's been on I can completely relate to it <laughs> I was like yes and I think I think it's a big thing having an artist that is like you know a very active artist, one who you can relate to like that, where it's like, if you know something's going on and you just know you need to listen to them, like, oh, I want to listen to this song because I know it's going to help me understand how I'm feeling right now. Like if I say, for example, like if I'm going on a date or something like that with someone, um, it didn't say like the, uh, the date doesn't go well. I'll I'll turn on switching the gal so quick. <laughs> like I'll be like, nope, I gotta go. Like we gonna switch you out with someone else because I can't do it. You know, it's just little different things. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so crazy to me. But I I'm very I'm very happy for it that I have an artist like her, um, or an artist like Luther Ventures or many other artists like um, like you know, yeah. like I said. Mm-hmm. So my like so i i was thinking of SZA. like i was gonna say she, that's definitely one of my out my fit control just like that whole idea of control and her grandma giving the, the like the stories and just the, the idea of like serenity is something that was really big when i was growing up and my and my mom in her house, in her house, and the way that she just looked at the world. She talked about only really focusing and worrying about the things that you can control and putting everything else up to God. I don't know if that was always like the full message of SZA, but that is really what I got from the album and like in some of the hardest moments of my life. I agree. Um, oh, I love that album. I love that album. I love it. Um, I think the reason why I loved it so much was because I felt like each each song had like something different that she really wanted to say, but it worked so well together. Um, and it was like, so well executed. Yeah, it was like, so. Really- I agree. Like, like uh, I don't even know. Like. Broken Clocks would probably be forever one of my favorite songs. Um, Normal Girl was such a good song because I felt like I could relate to it so much. Um, Just because like there's so much stigma 
going like with being a woman, especially a black woman too, that people expect you to be strong. And people and Lizzo said it the best. She's like, they always expect us to be strong and to be this. And but I'm a flower too. I want to be protected. I want to be, you know, held de- delicately and treated delicate delicately. And so, and I get that. And so it's like, it's like for once, I just want to be treated normally. You know, I don't want somebody to have see me and have to put me on some pedestal for me to meet your your needs and this and that. Like, and that goes to the same way. I'm not going to sit here and do it for you. I mean, yes, it's okay to have standards for certain things. Yes, I get that. But at the end of the day, don't put me on an extremely high pedestal that you know I'm not about to sit here. You know, I'm not about to sit here and check off all your boxes if it doesn't work with me. And the same with me, nothing against if you have those standards, it's just you not, you're not for me. And I can't do that for you. You know, find someone who will do that for you. Um, but like, it's just, she, she did some, like, it was such a very powerful album. I will give you. Um, she like, even just talking about like being a side chick and stuff like that for the weekend. I was just like, like crazy. But at the end of the day, like someone huge dude (laughs) people were singing it and it took me a while to even think about what she was saying and like oh i knew i was like i was like wow but okay (laughs) like oh my gosh like love galore was a good song oh she performed that she she did that song so well like oh my gosh and she even, when she performs it, she even has like a version that's just like her rapping. Ooh. And it's even better. It's like even better. And I I, I love it. I love it when she does that. Summer Walker does that too. Because she did that with um she did that with body and I loved it. Um she did that with um what other song did she do? She did that with I think it was like, was it come through? I don't know what, but it was another song. She, I love it when artists do that when they kind of change up the the sound a little bit. That's how you know they like. He does it a lot. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I, uh, it gives me goosebumps listening to some uh, artists do things like that. But Control is a really great album. Um, what are some other? I think one of my other favorite albums has to be um, Divine Feminine by Mac Miller. It's probably one of my one of my. Um, what is that? Is there like a song like with Kendrick Lamar on there? Yes, yes. God is I uh, just, God is there or something. Yeah. I just I just started listening to that album or just really that one song, yeah. and I was like, you know what? This actually isn't bad because I guess I don't know. I have perceptions of Mac Miller. I didn't really listen to him when I was growing up, so yeah. It's really I. Just like, I think I genuinely love that song because it's kind of like he was like praising women in a way. Like he was like, you know, being a woman is this. And, you know, like it's understandable that you like, like he has a song with Ty Dolla Sign called Cinderella. Um, and then he has like um, some other really good songs. Like he has a song with Adam Anderson Paik. Um, he also did a song with CeeLo Green too that was really nice but and he did a song with Ariana and I loved it because it was kind of like I said it was like him praising women but it resonated with me so well because you don't really see 
rap artists doing things like that. And I think that's why it, um, that's why I really liked it. Um, that's, that album really makes me feel at home too. Um, I'm trying to see, there's so many albums. Any, like Doja Cat's albums, love. Doja. Like when she, when she did uh, Planet, Planet Her, love, love, yeah. love, love. Blonde, Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. that album, he really did it by himself. I mean, he's very selective in general, as, yeah. like who he work with, especially for his albums. He Because, you know, he just puts out so much stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that album has taken me places. It's really taken me places. I didn't realize Janelle wasn't on the album, but that album and then that song Chanel, mm-hmm. like the man is a genius. And I think he also talks about relationships in just such a particular way and sexuality and growing up and struggling, just becoming, you know, your own person. And the way that he puts in little skits here and there, I just really love that because I think it it brings some lightness, it brings some personality to the table. And like a lot of people, I mean, will put together albums and they're just good, you know. But really, all the albums we mentioned are gold. Like people are gonna remember that. Like we're talking about them five plus years later and like they'll be in your rotation and that's wonderful like i love it when artists are genius when it comes to making their albums too like when they selectively put together songs and things that kind of you know that gives you it it gives it what it needs like it's like okay like i see what you kind of did i did i see what you did there um, another artist who does that um, is like you were talking about Kendrick Lamar, but his like Good Kid, Mad City album, uh, like that album, he like, ooh, that album was good. <laughs> I remember I was when I was like in high school listening to it. I think I was like mm, like fourteen, fifteen, listening to that album and loved it. Oh my gosh, um, he like had like little skits and stuff in there but it was kind of like you know more from like his hometown in Compton and just growing up and you know trying to get out of that um but you can tell like it was a rough time for him you could tell that he tried his best to put all his all through music and to you know be able to move on up um in hierarchy a little bit um and so I like I I don't know like mind you like I didn't like I didn't go through half of the stuff that he went through you know that he talked about in the album but it was crazy to me but just being a black person in general you know and knowing people who went through things like that um knowing that uh you know having family members friends who grew up and who grew up in certain wards in Houston and things like that just like it was like just Compton is practically no different from any other, you know, any other city that has to go through things like that in the U.S. And so I was like, oh my gosh, but I I could see it, you know, I could see, I could paint a nice real picture and I can figure out exactly what happened. 
Um, but that was a really wonderful album too. I remember that. Like the swimming pool song everyone loved. Uh yeah. There were uh, I think there was a point where he came like to Houston and he did a concert. Maybe it was a free concert. And I didn't go because I wasn't someone who was tuned into music like that. Yeah. I really I like would listen to like some songs, would watch videos, but I didn't really tune into music until I was like late in high school and yeah. really in college. Same. When I would Same. go back and listen to albums. Same. And yeah. my favorite from him is Damn. Yeah. And I've seen him perform it like twice. Oh, he is a like I think the visual, like the in-person live performances and the music videos, especially music videos, those very much have to be a part of the conversation that we have. Because people are like, there's no way people are spending uh, tens of millions, not millions, ten, ten, like thousands and thousands, maybe even millions though, for some of these videos. And we're not talking about them. And these videos amass hundreds of millions, sometimes tens of millions of views in a short period of time. Like his out, like his artistry, his vision is very much like a political and social realism. Yeah. It's very black. I, you could almost say militant, but you know, I wouldn't say militant. <laughs> but he's really creative. He's really thinking critically about how black people are being treated by institutions and systems and society in general. And I feel like that type of intelligent creativity, like we see it from a lot of black artists, like we've been talking about it all day, like, and their ability to perform like emotionally on top of conveying a message and doing it like with rhetorical strategies and different creative strategies it's just really magnificent and like we came into talking about this conversation about a house and a home and the difference between that um and just really putting that in relation to music so just like any last reflections or any like song recommendations like one or two songs about your hometown that you would put out there in the ether or artists that they should look out for from the hometown Ooh, okay so speaking of like hometown okay so i've been like really like i've been like on a huge don Tolivar um ride lately um, because he's a Houston native. I love that about him. But I also genuinely just like his music. He doesn't really talk about anything specific in his songs. Like, it's kind of all of, it's usually all over the place. Um, but his artistry is really good. Um, I think it's just the way he's, the way he sings and the way he goes about his songs, you would think he's talking about something. And so, and sometimes he is like, um, like his most recent album, uh, Life of a Dawn. Wonderful album. In love with that album. After Party. I love that song. Yes. 
like Heaven or Hell, wonderful album. Love that album. I like After Party, such a good song. And he, but he puts out so many really good songs that you can just vibe with. Um, and I always tell people, I'm like, I always tell people, I don't smoke, but like if I did, that would be like an album that I would go to every single time. Both of those yeah. albums. Like <laughs> both of those albums, I would go to every time and just be chilling with them. Um, cause I felt like every time I listen to him, I do feel like, you know, I'm in some sort of just realm or something like that. And I'm just, you know, I'm chilling. Don't talk to me. Don't, don't like, you know, don't do nothing. Like I'm just vibing with me in this song, um, uh, or this artist. Um, so that entire album, I definitely recommend, I definitely recommend heaven to hell. Um, such a good album. So he has some popular songs like, uh, after party and, um, I think Euphoria is a really good song that he liked that many people like too. Um, no idea. That's been like a really big TikTok song lately. Um, definitely recommend that song as well. Um, what else? See, I so, okay. While you think on some more, I'm gonna throw some out there. So yeah. definitely one song about Houston and one artist who always sings about Houston is great. I will claim him as a Houston artist. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but he has a song called TSU. Yeah. His new that album, which is pretty good. That man loves Houston. Oh, my he God. Talking about Houston. He stays here. Like, he stays here. I agree. Um, and then another ooh. song would be CC, Maxo Cream, and Monaleo. Who Monaleo is really up and coming. I love mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Huge Houston. Um, this person isn't a Houston artist, but he's a really like modern, like old school turned modern R&B artist. And his name's uh, Devin Morrison. I love, like if you want like a really big nostalgia moment, um, listen to his music. It's really good. Um, I highly recommend. Um, Let's see. All of his music's really good. He has a um he has two songs. He has like a song called Yams that he did with uh Masego. And then there's um a song called Bustin' that he has that's really good too. It's a title track. Um let's see. I think that might be it for now. I listen, I listen to a lot of like old school music too like nostalgic like i don't know why but i've been on a cheetah girls ride <laughs> this past few weeks <laughs> i've been listening to a bunch of cheetah girls um i've been listening to fantasia i've been listening to um like some old artists that i have never listened to or like i've listened to but i didn't you know like 80s music um there's a group called Zap. I've been listening to them. Like, I've yeah. also, you know, Megan Thee Stallion is my favorite artist. Oh, yes. We gonna, yeah. From Princeton. Yeah, she definitely. Uh, I was thinking of her, too. I was thinking of her, too. Oh, obviously, Beyonce. Wonderful artist from Houston. There's one other artist. His name is I don't want to like pronounce it wrong. 
and this will be my last recommendation, like Tobe or Toby Nowigwe, and he's mm. into like Nigerian American artists who has a bunch of kids. He takes his kids everywhere he goes, and his wife too, and like their family is like just this really That's awesome. You oh, know, I think I black family, and he. Yes, I've heard. Yes. I've heard of him. I've heard that uh, that Try Jesus song. I like that song. Yes, 